This episode is brought to you by Longhorn Lager from Farmer's Creed Beer. Perfect. It's time to grab the bull by the horns. Yes. Beer and Bullshit 2024. The revolution starts now. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Ben Johnson. With me, as sometimes, is Chris Pellerin. That's right. It's 2024, and I am sometimes here, and tonight is one of those times. He is nothing if not succinct and factually accurate. Uh, I will. <laughs> how, how many pods did I even miss in all of 2023? Maybe three. Someone's keeping stats on that. Maybe Mark Murphy at Leftfield Brewery. He's the maybe the Pellhead and a numbers guy. We'll have to check in with him on the stats. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna. I'm gonna confess right now that until eight minutes ago, I thought we had a guest for this show. I have been researching, like, legitimately have notes. I've got like eight tabs open. This is a guest that was scheduled to be on the show. Uh, they decided they were not in a great headspace to be on the show and rescheduled. It's not this week. It's next week. So I'm fucking. We're scrambling. Here we go. Let's see how we can do this thing on the fly. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Let's let's we'll edit all of that out and then the polish will be nope. so polishy. You'll be able to smell it through your earphones. I want people to appreciate how we can just boom shit one of these things out on the fly. While we're confessing something, this is a bit of a correction note from your podcast that was solo last week. Uh-huh. Which I mean, that was Boxing Day. I wasn't in a place where I could do the pod. But you said on the podcast that I was incoherent. It was very early in the day. I didn't say very early. I said it's a little early to be incoherent. It wasn't that I was incoherent because I was drunk. It was, I said, I couldn't string together. I was together. on meth. <laughs> <laughs> I said I couldn't string together a sentence, which was accurate. It was the result of like three straight days of like three hours of sleep. And I, were, I was playing a board game. Come on, numbers. don't bullshit me. You were drunk. Don't bullshit no, me. No, I legit fuck, could fuck, not. Yes, back to back Arnold's worked. <laughs> uh, I'm a I wasn't idiot. That one doesn't work, but it's a good one. I was I was going to get there, but I wasn't at that time. Just you for clarity for our to, listeners. You were on your way to being drunk. No, I was going to get I did get drunk later. Cool. That was worth a good clarification. I feel like yeah. <laughs> I feel like I whipped through last week's episode. I don't know if I was phoning it in or I was just really efficient with Matthew. Even when we got off the call, he's like, hey, sorry I didn't give you enough content. I'm like, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you uh, dragged the pace right down to where the people wanted to be. Was that a compliment? Well, Maybe. I'm told I speak in measured tones. You sound like you like that. You sound like you like that. I missed the soundboard. Um, the feedback that I got from a few family members over the holiday was that I sound like I've been on radio for a while in that I don't speed up when I'm speaking. Now you're just sounding an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy how much of your family listens to this show. I feel like there's like a large chunk of the pie is the, uh, the Peller and McKenzie uh, crowd. They're all Pell heads, though. If I'm not on the show, they turn it off immediately. <laughs> that's fine it's your family i don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> they might be the only real ones out there i'm still not sure that there are any quote hell heads despite you continuing to say so it's a thing it's a thing people listen to the show for you 
I mean, I keep referencing Mark Murphy because he's just the most vocal, but there are Pell heads out there. And there's Eminem? Mario. Pardon? It's Eminem? me, Mario. Eminem, Mark and Mandy Murphy, all the M's. Um, how has your week been other than getting just blotto day drunk with your family at the cottage and missing our show last week? Um, pretty much that for like Sick. 10 days. Uh, no, it's too much, too much. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to slowing the pace down a little bit and getting back to normal on a few things, but, uh, it was good. Holidays were good. It's busy. So much family time in yeah, a good you, way. You go family, you go family hard. Like when you go family time, it's like 38 people in your house. It's not like, or like you need to drive to the GTA for uh, like a wedding of 400 people when it's a family thing for you. It's monstrous. So again, just a, some brief clarifications. There. Nope, everything I said was factually accurate. <laughs> <laughs> There's only thirty people at my in-law Christmas, the big one. It's one night only. That's a lot of people. Well, 30. not when the family is eighty. Okay, sure. I guess if you're talking about a percentage of all the humans, thirty-two and a half percent showed up, and it was a weak year by that standard. Okay, fair and enough. Then, yeah, and my extended family was about the same, and then. Um, with my in-laws, my close in-laws here, there was only 11 of us in the house, but it seemed like a lot for three days to have 11 in the house. It's a lot. Uh, anyone in your home more than one night is too much. That's my theory. I'm okay with like a couple of nights. You just, you eventually, you, there's a point where it's like, I just want people to leave and I can't say that. Yeah. You have space, though. You have a nice big house. I think that's a factor, too. Because I recall when, when we lived in Toronto and we had a two-bedroom apartment, it was basically like a bedroom on one end, our bedroom on the other, and then a shared space in the middle. And so if someone slept over, typically they would sleep on the couch. It was like I open a door and they're there. Like I'm in my pajamas or my bathrobe and I, my coffee's out there where this person is and I'm not ready to be social. It was like the worst. If you got a little bit of distance, a little bit of removal from people, it's a different vibe. Yeah, it was, for the most part, it was okay. We had one morning, it's like, you know, we went to bed really late. And then it's maybe 8 a.m. And my nephew's four started, had his Kevin Minion doll singing Jingle Bells in the Minion voice. And that is loud, where there's just eight people sleeping in all of the rooms around. And he's just going over and over and <laughs> over again with this thing. It was good. Well, well my two-year-old uh, does not wake up any later than six six would be like Oof. a nice change so my entire vacation i didn't sleep in past six once so that's fun. i was gonna say how, how was your vacation did you get to see a lot of family at the 6 a.m a lot of sleep-ins then for you, or do there, were you naps, there were naps don't get me wrong but a nap does not make up for the 5 20 and sometimes even 4 50 a.m wake ups uh so Jesus. yeah so you you try not to go too hard on the booze, knowing that there's going to be a little person coming to wake you up. But uh, I did okay. My wife actually, I was semi serious when I sent her a, a post from Burdock Brewery in Toronto that uh, they were selling their golden lager uh, with a t-shirt and a hat. I think it was like for a hundred bucks. A case of beer, t-shirt, hat, good hat, good t-shirt, great beer. She bought it for me and it showed up like six days before Christmas and she just handed it to me and I was like, sweet. So I've been crushing those. And then I had already bought myself a little extra beer for the holidays too. So uh, I'm drinking, I'm drinking uh bubbly tonight. 
uh, or buble, if you will, because, uh, you know, we need a little break. I'm not going full Jan. I'm not going full dry Jan. I'm not going to be that guy, but uh, pace, pace yourself, you know? You mentioned that earlier. Do you have a real problem with people doing dry January? Yeah. It's like people that was like, okay, it's like being vegan. It's okay. You, just, you don't have to tell everybody, you know, just, so, just do it. It doesn't have to be an announcement. <laughs> I guess it's of- like people, I'm getting in shape this year. Go to the gym, Jan one. And then, yeah. Well, mm. see, this is another thing I used to hate is gym selfies and like workout related posts. But I, I have been reading. And if you do post something, it's kind of like holding yourself accountable. So I did post a calendar on my instagram stories to to note that i'm going to check off each day that i work out to tell i saw that yeah i was a little disgusted by it uh exactly the person that you say you're not unbelievable i feel like that's different than like deadlift self self shot videos which i just like why i don't need to see you doing exercise why do i need to see that most of the pictures i take of myself the workout ones there's always a mirror involved that way you can see my front and back at all times i find you get more views if you show off that ass a little bit you know i don't know that i don't i don't think that's true of you your social media either but people will go look now oh god i hope so they're gonna be (laughs) bored but i hope so um did you have any delicious beer over the holidays that's maybe some people listening to the show want to hear us talk about beer i don't know about beer oh okay i guess we're a few minutes into the show now um Uh, at the aforementioned holiday party, I dropped off my family and then immediately went to Great Lakes, which is five minutes away. And all of my in-laws were like, where's Chris? Wasn't he just here a second ago? Yeah, he's going to get beer. Not for this party. And uh, But I went and I got, a, I got two cases of Great Lakes. So it was a Great Lakes holiday. Nothing but Great Lakes for me, unless I was offered something by somebody Wait, else. Wait, did you go again? Or is this since I was at your house to record this episode two weeks ago and you forgot to buy Absacker? Absacker? Is that what it's called? Uh, I know. I didn't get any old Dusseldorf. I did get... <laughs> oh, that was close by calling it Absacker. <laughs> That's what our uh, our man, the bod, was was drinking. But I uh, we had the Cardinal. That was the same beer. Same time. Okay, okay delicious beers all around and you've now completed your contractually obligated mention of great lakes brewery so troy can stop listening and send you his check you asked me what <laughs> i was looking. drinking over the holidays i had <laughs> nine different varieties of great lakes maybe yeah, sorry about somewhere around there what um what about yourself interesting beers over the holiday i mean burdock yeah, Burdock. I, I got out to uh, Anderson once for a couple, like a mixed pack of their stuff. And no, like it was it was it was lager heavy lager and um, Guinness, actually. Pretty boring. Although I hear the yeah, Guinness come- non-alcoholic is quite nice. So I'll be seeking that out for for not dry January, moist January. We're doing moist January. Damp, but it's like a little bit dry. <laughs> Semi-saturated? Semi-saturated, mm. Gene. No, that doesn't sound sexy enough. That I like leans moist. more wet. Damp. A damp, maybe. What's like, you know, when you when you pick up like a shirt or an article of clothing and it's like out of the dryer and you can't quite tell if it's fully dry. Like, you're like, there's something, there's something there. There needs to be a word for that. I think it's damp. Okay, damp, dry, damp, Jan. It doesn't work. It does not roll off the tongue. <laughs> okay, we'll, well let's pick... 
let's yeah well by the end of this show it'll come it'll come organically to us or the listeners will send something in speaking of listeners sending something in uh in lieu of our guest not being here until next week great guest by the way uh i won't give anything away but it is a couple and they've got big news that's all i'll say uh but we're gonna go to the old mailbag to read some uh listener uh emails and we actually as as often the case our listeners are turning to us for advice so uh we've got another one here from let's see who are i gotta scroll down okay going by the name party pooper uh dear chris and ben every year with the help of my husband and six children i throw myself a birthday party at a local roller rink it's all i want oh this is a long email to party and rollerblade with my family and friends like i'm still young we rent the entire venue and invite many families we serve a handful of refreshments and play fun music i get what a party is get to the point it's a blast except this year i'm dreading it because one family neighbors of ours are just terrible guests they bring extra people without asking their four kids come blazing down the middle of the rink and have actually knocked people down before and last year they took the water bottles from the refreshment table and were throwing them down the stairs to the front entrance where they would burst open this is very specific if this person is reading this or listening to this. The parents never do anything about it and never offer to help clean up when their kids leave. The problem is they know I have this party every year. How do I avoid inviting them when I know they're going to ask about it? I feel like my only option is to cancel it for a few years and hope they forget about it. It's real conflict avoider over here. That's a serious question. Uh, I, I don't think... I. I think I would just not invite them. Is that really going to be an issue, do you think? Well, how much do you value the friendship, I guess? I mean, they're your neighbors, so there's a little bit of don't shit where you eat. I mean, you're not going to be able to avoid them at all costs if you don't invite them. But how much do you value their friendship? Can you go back to being a neighborly acquaintance? Are the kids' lives intertwined? Is it really going to put a damper on things? Yeah. I feel like... uh it doesn't sound like this person loves this other family. It sounds like a it's like a default. I would simply not invite them. And if it comes up, I would just say, hey, yeah, we're trimming down the invite list this year or something like that. Or it's just close friends or fam- something like that. Yeah, as a bit of a conflict avoider myself, I might go the petty passive aggressive route to say, oh, yeah, you know what? We're doing the party again this year, but it's going to be it's going to be much smaller this year. So you know, if you could, maybe don't bring extra guests and don't make a mess with your shitty little kids. And you say You're something still subtle. Inviting them. You're still inviting them. The other option is just they live nearby. I'm going to assume you don't talk politics with them too much. I would lean heavily into the politics that are opposite them. Like, let's assume the next door neighbors are they're all liberal Americans. Well, I don't know why. But you rock a Trump flag. You go full on MAGA. You make them not want to come to your party. You pick the most obnoxious political affiliation you can, and you rub their faces in all the time, and you make that the theme of the party, and then they don't show up. So any thought to alienating half of the rest of your friends? I mean, that's more refreshments for you, more of those sweet, sweet bottles of water. Hmm. Or you just like shit that. talk their kids. You just every time you see them in the yard, you just shit talk them and bully them, so that the parents don't really know what's up. But the kids are like, I don't really want to go, and and the kids will never actually say why. But you just go, hey, hey, Billy, you little fuck, just that kind, just little things when you see them 
Like you're still saying hello. to the parents. Yeah, like how's your little piece of shit doing? I'm like, um, how's that little turd? Billy's doing fine. I'm like, I'm not talking about that piece of shit. The other little piece of shit. You teach your dumb shit kid how to throw a ball yet? Or are you still a piece of shit? Little things like that. Yeah, like a lot of cursing and just general conversations. Yeah. Well, okay. I hope that helped, party pooper. I pre I love when our people write to us for advice. It's actually my favorite. That's a bit of a thorny one. I don't know. I don't think there's a good exit there. I think you probably just you could just be honest in a bit of a brutal way, and then that, and then yeah. still invite them as your salvation of the statement. Yeah, I don't think I have any issue making sure that like the party I'm going to is the party I want to be at. So I would not have a problem being pretty blunt about things. But yeah, I guess if you wanted a little, a little nuance and tact, you just start smacking the kids around when their parents aren't looking. Just create a nice, healthy fear of you, and they won't want to come to your party. I like that. You're really tackling this thing head on through the kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, next one up. Oh, related to uh, a little bit related to damp, uh, damp January. We're late on this one. This will be my first sober Christmas, and I'm terrified. I'm a 32-year-old single female alcoholic and addict. Okay. This is going to get heavy for our show. I think I'm <laughs> dreading Christmas for a few reasons. Last year, I got a DWI right before Christmas. And because of money and, humili and humiliation and COVID, I didn't fly home for Christmas. My family knows about the DWI, and they know I went to rehab this summer. They've been supportive. I haven't seen them since going to rehab. And the last time I did see them, I, it was awkward. I have a lot of anxiety seeing extended family. I don't want to have to explain myself or talk about it. I'm just not ready. My family's a big wine family, and I know it will be weird to be the only adult not imbibing. Um, where I live, I have a very good support system. I'm scared about being away. It's also my first Christmas with the family since breaking up with my boyfriend of four years. Do you think it's a bad idea for me to go? This is a minefield. There's a lot here. <clears throat> we got family, anxiety, wine, a recent breakup, rehab. DWI. Do you go? Do you go home? Do you go to this family Christmas? You know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, a big family guy. As much as family can be a challenge sometimes, so I think I would likely go, and I'd show up sans boyfriend, and well, I would maybe. They got a no, no, no. So I'm showing up sans boyfriend, but I'm also showing up looking like i'm a little bit pregnant oh okay so maybe then we're I talking like, like just going to buffets every day for like three weeks before get a Back little bit pounds. of a pot belly going yep. or stuff stuff your tummy is this this avoids them forcing you to drink wine is this where you're yes this avoids the awkward questions like about it. wine um this makes you the center of attention which will be perfect for your anxiety yeah i don't know if that's gonna work um what I like to lean into it and you can puke in the mornings just to really lean into it. Well, then See, it's I like full anxiety too. If them was like, well, who's the father if you're not with your boyfriend anymore? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. Boom. Don't have to talk about anything. Hmm. More of the passive aggressive. <laughs> well, it's, it's more of a distraction. It's more of like parenting, like an aggressive toddler where you just distract them with something else. Yeah. See, I think she's trying to make this too much about her. This is her family doesn't get to see her much. You know, they're wine people. It's the holidays. I say you just drink, suck it up, <laughs> pour a glass of cab soap. And well, be right a, off the wagon. Be a team player. You know what? You don't live in town. Go back home. Get back in the rehab for your family. 
drink. Just drink. Just fall apart, and you won't be invited next year, and you get to avoid this whole thing. That's an that's another bonus. Number one, you're drunk. More fun. I think we can all agree. Being drunk at the holidays is way better than being sober. Number two, you might get just shit-faced and not invited back next year, so you won't have this problem next year. I like it. So two good options. I think fake a pregnancy and pack on the pounds at the buffet. Or suck it up and put your big girl pants on and go drink some some wine with your family. I mean, you could just address their questions head on and just be a grown up about it too. But that seems eh. less less amusing. I think a funny, you know what? Go both. Go both. Like get big, pretend you're <laughs> pregnant, and get wasted drunk, and then people will be like, "Whoa, maybe you shouldn't be drinking." And the, and then you've got a little bit of you've got upper hand because now the family's trying to help you out. They're worried about you. Flip that shit on them. Uh, speaking of getting just completely wasted on Christmas, I heard this great story on a podcast the other day. Yes, recycling another podcast story. Amazing. Why about didn't you just a friend of a friend? Start again. Pretend it's your story. <laughs> anyway, so I was talking with this old friend of mine, and uh, you know, I grew up in a family that didn't really drink all that much at Christmas, but. His family did, and he would always worry about it when he was going back in university. And then he goes back the one night and just gets completely hammered. Everyone goes to bed, and he's a musician. He's jamming in the basement until everyone's asleep. Comes upstairs, takes off all of his clothes, and just starts unwrapping presents. <laughs> Unwrapped all of the presents, and the kids come down at like 6.30 in the morning He's lying in front of the Christmas tree completely naked <laughs> with all of their presents unwrapped. Is that's this is what she should do. That's it. That is the answer. Fat from a buffet, wasted drunk, naked under the tree. The all perfect, the presents wrapped. Perfect solution. Everything unwrapped. Perfect solution. Are you looking for a smooth, lightly filtered lager with a balanced taste and crisp finish? Grab the bull by the horns. Longhorn Lager from Farmer's Creed Beer is available at Select Beer and LCBO stores now. Details at FarmersCreedBeer.com. Okay, let's find one more. Okay, we got another one here. A lot of Christmas. I mean, fair enough. Okay, this one's... season, right? Dear Chris and Ben. They led with Chris this time. I like that. I like that. My sister... Kelly, in quotes, not her real name, obviously, who lives out of state, won't be joining us for Christmas because mom said no when Kelly asked if she could bring her married boyfriend home to meet the family. <laughs> to meet the family. Firmly in mom's corner, and I'm hurt and disappointed that she's choosing him over family. Kelly is my best friend. The situation is, Kelly says the situation is complicated for me. It's not actually that cap complicated. My morals can be flexible at times, but marriage is an absolute line in the sand. I've been married 28 years, and to me, marriage is sacred. Am I being too judgy? Do I have to be supportive? She's bound to bring him home at some point. I have no idea how to act. She she, she is so much more than a side piece, and I've told her this many times. In the meantime, I'm simply asking for someone to pour a little more liquor into my eggnog. Signed, Sister. I don't understand why a married guy would want to go home to his mistress's family Christmas. What this is, is what I didn't get. Like, is it <laughs> around Christmas time? Because wouldn't he be with his family? <laughs> yeah, that's just crazy. Why well, he and his wife are separated? Okay, 
That seems okay then, right? Plus, like, he's going to leave his wife for sure. He's definitely going to leave her. Right, right. But, like, what is this guy? Okay, you and I, happily married guys, been married a long time. Presumably, if you're having an affair, it would be to get away from the many, many familial obligations and shit related to your wedding or sorry your your spouse and your family i'm guessing this is if your main gonna... reason for an affair to avoid family obligations well, no i mean if you're gonna have if you were gonna have an affair would it not be for like a no strings like it's i'm assuming it's just would be sexual like you want to have two relationships i guess i don't understand that i like, mean i've got three mistresses and <laughs> i'm pretty open and with their families that i married and you know all that kind of stuff but, like, also, isn't this supposed to be, like, a secret? Like, no one at this family party is ever going to think I should call this guy's wife? Like, you go to a family party with, like, yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. Don't you, like, get hotel rooms and sneak around? Isn't it called sneaking around? Like, why would you take, why would you go to your mistress's family shindigs? It's, it's very weird. <laughs> Bring your boyfriend who's just showing pictures of his kids the whole time. Like, and there's my <laughs> wife. Gosh, she yeah. looked good that day. God, I yeah. love her so much. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm trying to put myself in the in the shoes of the person who wrote the thing. So my brother, in a long-term relationship, wants to bring his girlfriend home? No, it works the other way around. No, his married girlfriend. Right. Just so weird. Um, I don't know what the question is, really. I mean, your mom like, already sh- said no. Yeah, do you are you trying to convince your mom that it's a great idea for your mistress sister to bring her married man? Like it's bizarre. I just don't know why he would want to come. It's really weird. I think he's I mean, it sounds like he's an idiot. I mean, clearly. He's so close to leaving her. So close to leaving his wife. <laughs> just hang on. One more holiday season. He's oh, it's so close. I mean, maybe it's a great relationship and uh uh Does he have kids? Or is he just mar- Is he just dating with a ring? It doesn't say. Maybe she lacks self awareness. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe she's I'm not, not sure. Very... What he's... I would just be like, bring him. I, you know what I would do? I would invite him and invite the wife. That's what I would do. Mm. Surprise. <laughs> you know Surprise, what? My family would love to have you. See, that's bring your whole family. Yeah, no, I would just secretly invite the guy's wife too. That would that would be amazing. I just pour a glass of wine and wait for the fireworks and just have everything explode. Like, sure, you can bring him, but I'm gonna also invite his wife. She loves him. He's a good guy. It's just his wife is brutal. I guess that's kind of mean to the sister, yeah, who you're supposed to be best friends with. Yeah, maybe you could have like some side conversations with your sister. You know, uh, she's way more than a side piece. Maybe just kind of reaffirm that. See, what are you doing? Where do you see this going? Yeah. Oh. But donk a donk. But donk a donk. I don't think we have an answer. But you know what? It's past Christmas, so the sister already got her answer. I don't know how it would have gone for her, but maybe they're broken. Well, I up think. Right now. I think we do have an answer. What is it? Have have a uh, have a direct conversation with your sister. I mean, I feel like most of the things people write into us would be that like suck it up, be a grown up, and have a real conversation. Why are you emailing two guys on a podcast that may or may not be reading someone else's advice column and pretending it's in their inbox? <laughs> you know, I don't know. 
I mean, those are the exact kind of people you want to get advice from. People that you will never hear the advice once it's been proffered. I think we give good advice, frankly. I don't know that we ever come to any type of conclusion. We just talk. We just say stuff. No, the first woman is going to get drunk and fall off the wagon. Yes. Strategic, strategically. Fake and pregnancy. The, and the other person is going to push the neighborhood kids around until they're scared to come to the roller rink. These, are, these are just your suggestions. What about my advice? Okay, or you can do Chris's dumb stuff, whatever. They're both good. Yes, agreed. <laughs> Shall we uh, turn to? Well, I, I don't even know if you've prepared a Pell's Corner. I mean, it's, it's, it's I, like... I have, I have indeed prepared a Pell's Corner. Oh, amazing! Okay, let's open that up. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! It's the new year. You said we might have the new theme song ready for twenty twenty four. I don't have it ready yet, but it's going to be as part of. Uh, this post corner. So. Oh, great! I don't know. I see something on my soundboard that's called "Cookie Down." I need to figure out what that means. Put that cookie down ah, now. That makes sense. Okay. Mm. Okay, we're Some in. We're total, in Pell's, total Pell's, Rico. Pell's corner has been opened. Um. Every time I hear that song, I start to wonder whether I should record a new song. It's really grown on me. <laughs> People like it. It's not very good. But in another way, it is good. This is kind what Pell's like, Corner is? This is... <laughs> no, my lean in to Pell's Corner was I would like to hear some New Year's resolutions. And these are not just... You personally, that's welcome, or me okay. personally, okay. also welcome. But as a show, and as it pertains to beer, Ooh. so as a show, my first resolution is to complete and master the new theme song for Pell's Corner. Amazing! Can it have vocals? Yeah, it has vocals. Oh, you already like this is legit. There, there actually is a version of. Pell's well, I've legitimately wrote the song like ten months ago. I just haven't haven't recorded it yet. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, You're gonna okay, love so it. Here's what I'm gonna do. Uh, this is maybe way too inside baseball, but I think that our podcast on social media uh, suffers greatly from two things in the algorithm. Uh, the algorithm doesn't promote things that seem to. Uh, uh, um, endorse alcohol and it does not uh, promote posts that have swear words in them so we fucking hmm. suck at social media <laughs> <laughs> that does hurt a little bit so I've been like for a long time and like I should probably tackle this because things that probably should get a little bit more traction like our reels they don't go anywhere because uh, the algorithm doesn't like us so I got to figure that out if you're listening to this and you're a social media expert and you're like well duh well, then you can come and tell me what to do. But I, I think it might mean just changing our handles, which is uh, not the greatest, but uh, I might uh, I might mm. do that. It's not a very that. exciting resolution, but you sprung that on me quickly. But it is a thing that I have been meaning to do related to this show. Coming next week, the first episode of Bras and Bread Boxes. Welcome to Bleep and Blah Blah. Uh, it won't be Bleep and Blah Blah. Um. Number two thing I want to do is uh, we have got some little bit of money that I've yet to cash a check, but I have a check or two from our 
sponsors shout out to longhorn logger do i look like a sarsaparilla man um we're gonna use that money to buy some decent equipment and uh take this show on the road in 2024 that's my promise to you we're gonna get some microphones that snap onto our collars or something and get out in the world get out of the basement go drink some beer in a brewery How, how many microphones uh, I'm thinking 18 to 40. I was just going to say that we should probably have like four at least. Because sometimes we have double guests on. <laughs> yeah. That's, thanks, Chris. Yeah, four is a good number. Yeah, I'm just trying to contribute, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Those would be my show resolutions. Uh, I would say a show resolution for me would, or for us, I guess, would be to do more shows in person. Sort of ties in with yours, but mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. you and I to be in person for them, I think that sometimes creates an easier dynamic than all this technology bullshit. Yeah, if we were just in a room with some people or each other drinking, I think uh better show. What do the viewers think? What do you want to see from us in 2024? You tell us. We're here to serve you. You, the viewers. What will you see with your eyes this year? Did I say viewers again? And see. Can I have two liters of pop? <laughs> Are we going to have two liters <laughs> of pop? In 2024, we'll have two liters of pop. Okay, so new theme song coming in 2024. Remote episodes coming in 2024. Uh, more traffic to our social media, hopefully coming in 2024. Um, maybe there's some guests people want to see that we haven't got to. I always like recommendations for guests. Uh, I will get a recommendation and it is something on my list to have again, more people that aren't just white dudes with beards, but that is the industry. Unfortunately, I'm, we work on that, but most of the people that get recommended to me are white dudes with beards. But if you're listening, shave your beard and give us a call. Mm-hmm. Only white boys. Oh, did you say only white boys? I said only white boys need to shave their beards. I should have finished my thought. I'm going to edit it. So you said New Year's resolution oh. only white boys. No, it's not what was spoken. I'm glad I'm recording I'm this too. Wario. I'm going to win. <laughs> Uh, that was Pell's Corner. It felt like that a lot of thought. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, we're not done with the rezos. Rezus? Oh, you got more? Should I open it up again? It's closed. When you play it the second time, it's closed. We can't talk Pell's Corner stuff. Now we got to open it back up. Let's open it back up. Okay, what else you got? The fun thing about a corner is you can't close a corner. It's open. Uh, I got my back to the corner and I can see everything around me. That way I can see if there's anyone trying to assassinate me. I'm glad we opened this back up. Um, So we did show resolutions. What about, uh, what about, do you have any beer resolutions or personal resolutions? I mean, boring for a beer podcast, but I will drink less this year. I would like my my alcohol intake daily was never like I never like binge drink or get drunk, but like more drinks Shit. per day than I should have. It's not bullshit. When's the last time you saw like how many you could probably count on one hand the times you've seen me wasted drunk in the many years you've known me? On one hand, uh, maybe two hands. 
maybe a few hands. But anyway, I mean, certainly less hands than you would count mine. But yeah. um, I'm going to drink more this year, I like and I'm it. only going to drink quadruple IPAs. That I way, respect that. I respect that. You, you need more hands to count. Um, I I will I will I will attempt to get more adventurous again as well because I've settled into a bit of a complacency where like I know the style I like and the you know the the breweries I like and I kind of like gotten to be like a grumpy old homer and I stick to the local guys and drink lagers so you know it's a beer podcast uh, I should probably try some newer shit and uh, get out there and get funky again that's a good resolution you've been getting a little a little boring. Mm-hmm. Nothing better than a nice crisp lager every uh, week all year. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I have resolved to uh, uh, write in my blog uh, every week, which is very, very ambitious. But I dusted off the blog last week with a far too long post about the beer store. And I will endeavor to write just a little something once a week just to, uh, you know, flex my writing brain and and get out there on the it's remarkable how much traffic my blog gets compared to the show honestly like my blog was dormant for a full year and a month and i posted something and it exploded so there's a lot of people that still subscribe to ben's beer blog so it's it's uh it's a living thing i've just been neglecting it that article was in the zeitgeist it was in the zeitgeist yeah that's why it's right yeah, I mean, people wanted to know about that, and there wasn't a lot of good information about what, the Master Framework Agreement. And I provided elucidated for opinion us. on a topical content, Chris. That's what I do, bro. I know. That's what I do that's what people come to Ben's Beer Blog for once a year. And I like that you said you resolve to do more instead of resolute to do more. I prefer the British resolute for my resolutions, but I like resolve. Resolute as a verb. I resolute to do this. That's not yeah, like last year. Last year, I resoluted to expe- extend, uh, expand my vocabulary. You're resolute, bro. Okay, I'm closing Pell's corner. Do you got any more? All right, fair enough. No. Well, <laughs> you said you're going to start um, shaving your pubic hair. I, I don't know why you held that up on a card for me to read. You could have just said it. Already did it. <laughs> to me, you are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies uh, to our guests expecting a, uh, or not our guests, but our listeners expected a good guest. I teased that we had a good guest this week on an Instagram post earlier today, but that's next week. Uh, hopefully, you're tuned in for the witty banter of Chris Pellerin and Ben Johnson. But before we go, something let's resolve to bring this back. We used to do a little something uh, where we would recommend some shit. Um, I guess it kind of got trickier with guests. Um, but let's let's I like when we would make our guests recommend something too. So let's bring that back. I'm gonna take Great. it to to a boring place again. No, it's not boring. Maybe it's a little old manish and in, in a theme that I have visited previously. Uh, but it's a book about cowboys. <laughs> it's called Ride the Devil's Herd, Wyatt Earp's Epic Battle Against the West's Biggest Outlaw Gang. Uh if you are like Chris and I and are uh geeks for the movie tombstone or movies about Wyatt Earp. This is a book for you. It is uh very, very historical in the sense that like you get to know 
pretty much everything about everyone who was a cowboy and everyone who was an erp. So maybe a little dry at times, but it is shocking how far from uh, the truth most depictions of Wyatt Earp stray. The Earps were actually not the greatest guys. Uh, all four Earp brothers at one point in their lives were pimps. Uh, and they generally would stay in a town until they ran up a bunch of debt. And then they would just leave town, leaving the debt behind and the house that they owed money on. But because of the communication systems and the lack of uh, uh, good law enforcement, they could basically start with a new reputation in a new town. So their reputation was always as good as whatever new town they're in. And as luck would have it, they were pretty serious about honor and law. And so while they were kind of scummy, they definitely were like all about taking down uh, robbers and thieves. And so that seems to be what stuck. But if you've, uh, if you've ever had any interest in Wyatt Earp and the myths of the old West, this one's pretty good. The, uh, the cowboy gang was the biggest organized gang in the, in history, uh, at the time. And so this is a very detailed account of how that gang grew and how they had this massive feud with the Earps and how that, uh, you know, culminated at the shootout at the OK Corral and then, Wider basically became a vigilante and started just fucking murdering dudes. It's pretty good. Nothing like Tombstone. Uh, a little bit like the James Garner Wider uh, Hour of the Gun. Very good movie if you're interested in old westerns. It's more accurate now I learned from this book. Well, that sounds pretty good. It's solid. You can read it when I'm done with it. I got a few pages left. Um, I am going to recommend a book that I actually took from you. You piece of shit. The Bible? I've been looking for my Bible. No, it was more um, when uh, you were moving in Toronto. And you were like, I got too many books. I remember. Because then I took them all back when I saw them at your house when I moved here. <laughs> you did take a lot of them back. <laughs> Uh, but now I'm I'm finding a different book by the same title, and I can't say the author's name, which is a fun coincidence. The book is entitled "Death Interrupted." Um, do you recall reading that book? Uh, no. Um, so it within the book there is, um, death all of a sudden stops in the world, so nobody dies anymore, and. It creates all sorts of challenges. It's, I mean, we're already at an unsustainable population on the earth. What do we do? It becomes the problem to solve. Nobody's dying. What do we do? How do we manage this? Um, loved the premise of this book, but when I first read it, uh, I struggled with the fact that the author uh, decided that punctuation should be interrupted as well, and there's oh. no punctuation in the book. This book was ringing no bells for me. It was such a fucking hard read, but I I love the premise, so I'm willing to give it another shot. So I've just started reading it again after I was telling somebody about how what an irritating literary device it was. I mean, I um, get it. It would clearly move, add to the tone that everything is chaotic and there's no stopping like nothing. Death, punk, death punctuates life, obviously. So that's a pretty obvious tie in. But, yeah, that would be really annoying to read. <laughs> feels unnecessary it's also it also wasn't written in english originally so oh, it's translated and like so it's a challenging read but i'm prepared to challenge myself ben and i'm going, I'm going to recommend this to everyone and if i complete it and i and i hate it i will unrecommend it so you're recommending a book days. you haven't read that's painful well, i partially read it 
and it was painful. <laughs> okay, so I was going to ask a bunch of questions about like, can you be murdered? Or, like, do people not die of natural causes, or no one dies at all? No one dies at all. So it's just ma- that's insane. We'd be overpopulated in like what one two generations. Like we'd be in, overpopulated in like twenty years ago. <laughs> interesting all right well uh thanks for the teaser well, let's be sure to follow up and find out if chris liked that book that he's telling you all to go read right now just to clarify on my previous statement the book title i was referencing is not death interrupted it is death with interruptions written by nobel laureate jose saramago uh translated in british as death with intervals or death at intervals and the book does include some punctuation just no periods so most of what i said was kind of accurate but in another way it was clear that i hadn't read the book which was initially published in portuguese not spanish and that's how many ways i was wrong with my recommendation and now back to jake and the fat man Actually, there's this other little book that I really enjoy called The Bible. I borrowed it from you, never to be returned. <clears throat> Give me one verse from the Bible other than Ezekiel 25, 17, and I'll believe you've read the Bible. That's, that's not even an accurate verse. Can I tell you that that's not Ezekiel 25, 17? It's a misquoted verse. Does that count from me reading the Bible? Now I believe you've read the Bible. No. <laughs> not only that, but when he says it, the second time in the movie, he says it different than he says it the first time. He being Samuel L. Jackson, I'm assuming everyone knows that Executive 2517 is from uh, Pulp Fiction. The Path of the Righteous Man. I can still do the whole thing, but I won't. It's one of my favorite excerpts from the Bible, which I've definitely read. <laughs> uh, That's amazing. This is the way. This is the way. Well, let's let's leave it there. I mean, uh, we can give people uh, a little uh, shortened episode, given that we don't have any guests and uh, neither of us are actively drinking beer right now. <laughs> no. Um, let's the next time it's just you and I, Ben. I'm going to administer a Myers Briggs personality test upon you. Sounds great. That doesn't sound like good listening, though. It might be. Okay. I do a different thing. I've done insights. Have you ever done your color insights? Uh, I believe that I have. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you're listening, we were doing the Myers Briggs. We were doing the Myers Briggs test with everybody over the the last few days, and it was it was illuminating. Um, okay. Okay. Oh yeah, I've seen this before. I'm just googling Myers Briggs. Sure, let's do that. Um, I am. Uh, if you're if you're in your insights, I'm. I lead hard yellow red. That's a lot of extroverted energy and then a lot of uh what you would call a type energy for the red so, so there you go no we don't blend the colors chris jesus i'm a challenger ben that's what myers Briggs told me i couldn't just leave yellow red alone that's awesome all right well let's have a great night <laughs> <laughs> great great sign off i like it we'll see you next week with guests if you're listening, guests, uh, I've just hyped everyone. I whipped everyone, everyone into a frenzy. So you have to come on. Uh, the suspense. This is how you're talking about having a better presence online. This is how you do it. It's a suspense, bit of a teaser. It's a bit of a teaser. Intrigue, titillation. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
I'm an intriguer. That is my Myers-Briggs type. I'm an intriguer first, and I am an innovator second. I thought you were more of a titillator. Your mom said that. Oh, <laughs> she's not listening. My dog's sneezing. Good night. Uh, see you, buddy. Bye. A longhorn. Longhorn logger. Do I look like a sarsaparilla man to you? One longhorn coming up. Longhorn logger by Farmer's Creed Beer. Grab the bull by the horns at select beer and LCBO stores. Um, I'm going to edit this to make it seem smoother. Make it seem smoother. I'm going to edit this to make it sound smoother. Very, very smoother.